0: This is episode 111, all about base training, the Maffetone Method, and why you are not lungs with legs. Hello, runners. Welcome back to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fitzgerald, and you're in for a real treat today, an in-depth look at base training. The goals of this crucial period of training and how the Mapitone method fits in to a training season. Before we dive into today's topic, I do wanna thank the Strength Running community for all the activity on our YouTube channel. Over the last couple weeks, we've gained thousands of new subscribers. We had a quasi-viral hit, and I just got so many comments and emails saying how our videos are so appreciated. Well, I appreciate you. I'm so glad the topics and the videos are resonating with you, especially the last two videos on running form and racing a sub three marathon. If you'd like to check out our video work and subscribe, you can search YouTube for strength running or you can go to youtube.com user slash strength running. Okay, are you ready for a monster discussion on base training and the Maffetone method? Let's get started. Today we're gonna cover several questions and topics. Number one, what is base or foundational training? What is the Maffetone method? What are the benefits of the Maffetone method? What are the drawbacks of this method of training? And how do you design a proper base training phase? Now, I rarely discuss specific training methods unless I have a very strong opinion about them. Say, CrossFit endurance, for example. If you want to go down the rabbit hole on quite the rant, you can search strength running for CrossFit endurance. Uh, Just enjoy yourself. (laughs) But, you know, I think there's a valuable discussion to be had about how runners should build their endurance. And the base phase of training is the perfect place to start this conversation. So first, what is base training anyway? Well, let's see how some famous coaches who are really at the top of the game define base training. There's Greg McMillan, who's known for the McMillan Running Calculator. He's the author of You Only Faster, and he defines base training as, quote, Our base training comes directly from Arthur Lydiard with slight modifications for our athletes. There are two workouts that are performed in the base phase. The first workout is a leg speed workout. Year round, it is important for distance runners to work on leg speed. Leg speed workouts are not heavy breathing workouts. They're neuromuscular workouts to make sure the brain and muscles remember how to turn the legs over quickly. Since we don't want to breathe heavy, indicating a large buildup of lactic acid, a big no-no while in the base phase, these workouts include repeats lasting less than 30 seconds. A good example might be 10 times 150 meters, striding the first 50, running quickly the second 50, and then at 90% of top speed for the final 50. End quote. You can see here that the focus here is not on hard workouts, but even so, there is still a weekly session where you run quite fast. And Brad Hudson, coach to many elite runners and author of Run Faster, one of my favorite training books, he explains the base training phase, or as he calls it, the introductory period, as this. Quote, The purpose of the introductory period is to establish an appropriate fitness foundation that will prepare you for the more challenging and focused training of the fundamental and sharpening periods. Priority number one is to gradually but steadily increase your running mileage. Other priorities of the introductory period include establishing a foundation of neuromuscular fitness with very small doses of maximal intensity running and beginning the long process of developing efficiency and fatigue resistance at race pace with small doses of running in the race pace range, end quote. Here's Bob Kennedy, the dominant American middle distance runner in the 1990s and the first American to break 13 minutes in the 5K. He agrees. He says, quote, There are three basic phases to a training cycle, base, strength, and speed. The problem that most athletes have is that they think the phases are mutually exclusive. I think that the phase of training is defined by what you are focusing on during that phase, but you always do a little of all of these things. There's never a time of year when you're just running mileage or you're just doing speed. You're always doing all of it. It's just a matter of to what degree. I also look to see what Jay Johnson, who's a coach to multiple national champions, what he thinks about what should be included in a base training phase. He calls it foundational training. And he says, quote, foundational training doesn't need to be so black and white. You could do a progression run that is mostly below threshold, and it might end with five minutes of running that's just past threshold. Yet the amount of lactate produced is minimal and is cleared in just a few minutes of cooling down. And there's no reason that you can't be doing strides several days a week. End quote. All right. So what did we learn from these definitions? I think we can all agree that base training is preparatory training. It helps build your foundation so that you're fit enough to tackle more race specific workouts later in the training cycle by focusing on endurance now, but also a small amount of very fast and race paced running. So what can we learn from the top minds in running about base training? I think a few key points are number one, the focus during an early season base or foundational training phase is aerobic development. Number two, Aerobic development is primarily accomplished through high mileage, long runs, and aerobic focus workouts like tempo runs, progressions, or fartlek workouts. Number three, base training does not exclude faster running. However, the focus is simply on slower running. And number four, strides, small doses of race pace work, and neuromuscular workouts like hill sprints should be included in the base phase of training. This type of training is really similar to what my college cross country team ran every summer. Mostly easy running, but regular strides with an increasing focus on hill reps and tempo workouts. And that brings us to today's spotlight on the Maffetone method. So what is the Maffetone method? It was created by Phil Maffetone. The Maffetone method is a style of training that focuses exclusively on aerobic running. They use a heart rate formula of 180 minus your age, plus several other corrections for injury, fitness level, health, a few other things. And that gives you an aerobic maximum heart rate. To build your aerobic fitness, in other words, your endurance, your heart rate should never exceed whatever this number is. And most runners use the Maffetone method for their base training phase, dedicating up to six months of running low-intensity paces that never spike their heart rate over this aerobic maximum and the goal is to improve aerobic development and the percentage of calories burned from fat directly on the mafetone website it says this quote some people rely on larger amounts of fat with the result of high physical and mental vigor improved health and better all-around performance those less able to burn sufficient fat must rely on more sugar resulting in less fat burning each day, a problem associated with reduced health, including low energy, increased body fat and weight, less endurance for daily living, and lower physical fitness. Phil Maffetone claims the benefits to using his method include reduced inflammation, lower stress hormones like cortisol, increased fat burning, and the prevention or even reversal of injuries. Wow, I'm kind of blown away. Is this the fountain of youth? The claims are bold, So let's discuss the pros and cons of this method of training. Now, I can't agree more with the basic premise of the Maffetone method. Most runners lack aerobic fitness, and the best way to improve endurance is through aerobic training. The majority of runners, particularly beginners and those who might have started running later in life, have to prioritize easy aerobic running. This is the foundation upon which difficult training is built. But... After that high-level agreement with the Maffetone method, I completely disagree with the mechanics of this method of training, mostly because, as Mike Smith from Kansas State, a great coach, he would say, Maffetone is training lungs with legs, and runners are much more than lungs with legs. In preparation for this episode, I was looking through a presentation by Coach Jay Johnson entitled, Training Athletes Versus Lungs with Legs. And there's a couple key takeaways. Um, The two most important I think are number one, runners are athletes, and we must develop more abilities than simply aerobic fitness. And number two, without well-rounded athleticism, runners are never gonna reach their potential. So Maffetone claims this method improves balance physical activity, but then he only focuses on one energy system, the aerobic energy system. And then within that system, he only focuses on the slower end of aerobic development and ignores the higher end workouts like tempo runs at lactate threshold or fast finish progressions. Brad Hudson believes every energy system should be stressed during every phase of training. A little while back, he wrote in an article that, as you get closer to a goal race performance, you have to focus on two types of training, endurance and muscular. He says, quote, "'We forget that muscles are also important. You have to have the muscular strength to be great. Yes, the aerobic system too. You have to build your aerobic house sometime. So it really is about that balance. Most people get hurt in the transition from what they consider base. And why is that? Because they are not going after the muscles and it's very foreign to them. End quote. During a base training phase, no matter your fitness level or your goals, you must include muscular training. That includes some very fast running like strides, short race pace repetitions, or hill sprints, which will all spike your heart rate very briefly over the Maffetone aerobic maximum. Now let's look at Alberto Salazar. He's coached to the 2012 Olympic 10K one-two punch Mo Farah and Galen Rupp. He believes training is like soup. If you only have one ingredient in your soup, It's not going to taste very good. Training is the same. You need all the ingredients included. And the other top coaches that I talked about in this episode agree that base training is not comprised of only easy running. And then finally, there are Phil Maffetone's claims about injury prevention and general health, which I think are exaggerated and unsupported. Let's take a look at some examples. He says that, number one, by training aerobically, your injury will, quote, go away. Number two, his training methods limit stress and inflammation, but these can actually be beneficial. And Mafetone method increases physical and mental vigor and improves all around performance. I'm not really sure how you measure or define those things, but let's get a few things straight. Number one, injuries are not gonna just simply go away if you slow down. Injuries are much more complex than that. Number two, stress and inflammation can actually be good things. We shouldn't be constantly limiting our exposure to the effects of training. Those training effects prompt adaptation and make us stronger and faster. And number three, vague assumptions don't prove your training method. Claims like more mental vigor and better all-around performance are unsupported, unclear, and too general to be taken seriously, I think. Now, in researching this podcast, I came across hundreds of testimonials for Mafatone, successful case studies, and scathing criticisms. Success stories for the Mafatone method usually go something like this. I found this. Some person said, quote, I trained math all last year and developed a great base. I only broke out of math twice, once for a tune-up half marathon before a full marathon, and then again for the full marathon itself. I wound up setting big PRs in both, demonstrating how poor my aerobic conditioning had been. End quote. But this doesn't show the Maffetone method works. It shows that this runner simply needed to focus more on his aerobic conditioning and endurance. And any good coach would help him do that without sacrificing the development of other energy systems and physical skills. And remember, just because something works for you doesn't mean it's ideal. Most runners could improve even more if they had smarter training. But most Maffetone method criticisms don't focus on the training theory or the science, they focus on the fact that training this way is incredibly boring. It's excruciatingly slow. Here's a fantastic comment that I found that summarizes a few key points about the Maffetone method. Quote, I tried the concept for a winter of cycling training and totally sucked it up for the rest of spring. I honestly feel the concept has little practical scientific backing whatsoever and in a general sense is a waste of precious training time. Focusing on incorporating a smattering of different training paces ensures that you can fine tune your training in a rather short amount of time to hit a variety of race distances. It also allows one to move into varying aspects of speed work without any significant jolts to the mind or body. Sure, you can get faster by running slower in the beginning, provided your overall stimulus is greater than before, but you can get even faster by running faster. There's absolutely no reason to completely eschew faster running or running over a certain speed or heart rate. Limiting yourself to an arbitrary ceiling and using a one-size-fits-all numerical formula is just that, is not the most efficient or effective way to direct your training. Do you really feel you're going to maximize your improvement running your 20 miles per week at the excruciating slow pace that's assigned to you? I don't think you will. Plus, in my opinion, it is a friggin' super boring way to train. End quote. (laughs) I can't agree with this anymore. One article that I'm not going to call out specifically encouraged runners to spend six months with the Maffetone method. It told runners that they'd likely experience changes in body composition, more energy, lack of injuries and illness, higher sex drive, and faster race times with no stress or injury. Now, unfortunately, you can't get faster unless you stress your body in a new way. And with only excruciatingly slow mileage, you have to do a lot of it to see measurable increases in performance. Just think, if all you're running is easy, Where's the stress to prompt you to get faster and stronger? Now, rather than focusing exclusively on one type of training, like aerobic training, at the expense of race-specific preparation, there is a better way to plan your base training. You'll want to build a foundation that includes fitness in three major areas, your aerobic capacity, your strength, and your neuromuscular coordination, also known as leg speed. So aerobic capacity is built through easy mileage, long runs, and workouts like tempo runs, progressions, and fartlek sessions. Strength is also built with high mileage and long runs, but it also includes strength routines, core workouts, and even hill hill sessions. Neuromuscular coordination is built through strides, hill sprints, and small amounts of race pace running. Just like the foundation of a house can't be built without concrete, plumbing, and reinforcements, You can't build a running foundation without all of these different ingredients if you do it's just not as strong as it could be even marathoners who will never run quote fast even during their goal race need all three components included in their base training by working on each aspect of your fitness none of them gets left behind and you're more prepared for harder runs later in the training cycle my suggestion skip the Maffetone method altogether and take a more modern approach to base training. Include strength workouts, strides or hill sprints, and relatively easy fartlek workouts. You're going to get in better shape and ultimately race faster. I hope this short episode on base training was helpful, especially as some of you are gearing up for an early winter marathon. If you'd like some help setting up your own program, or you'd like to use a strength running training plan, let me do the thinking for you. Go to strengthrunning.com coaching to see all of our programs and coaching services. Finally, I also want to thank SteadyMD for sponsoring today's episode. SteadyMD pairs you with a PCP online who's always available via phone, text, or video chat for all of your needs as a runner. And this isn't just any doctor, but it's a doctor who is a fellow runner just like you, who understands running and who understands the training process. You can go to SteadyMD.com slash strengthrunning to see what they've put together for you. And I've personally seen Dr. Josh Emder several times over the last couple months, both here in Denver, where I live, at my live podcast with Matt Fitzgerald, and at an event a few weeks ago. I'm always impressed by the fact that Josh is a runner like all of us. He absolutely loves the trails, and he's committed himself to helping runners excel. See all the details at steadymd.com slash strengthrunning. Thanks for listening all, until next time.